How do you live the long game when the future is unknown? This is HiFam. I'm Avital. Let's talk about parenting and leading our families through states of flux, of limbo, of chaos, when we feel out of control, when we don't know what the rest of the day is going to look like, let alone the rest of the week, month, and year. There are times in our life where we feel stability, when we feel like the micro and the macro of our lives are somewhat predictable. We feel like they're kind of under control, like things are hunky-dory, they're running smoothly, like we know what to expect and indeed things go as expected. Right? These are times of our life when we know what we're doing for work, we know where we live, we know what's going on with our health and with our bodies, we know what's going on with our marriage, our relationships, our parenting, our home life. We know basically what's going on in the world and on macro levels, maybe our government or the town that we live in, etc. Where we feel basically that we have the information that we need, that we have our life set up in a way that is under control, that is manageable. And even if we might feel stressed or frazzled or overwhelmed, or like there's a lot to do during those times, we're basically feeling uh, a general sense of being in control. But so often the human experience is not like this. So often things get thrown into utter chaos or simple limbo, which can be quite torturous, right? When you're waiting for an answer. Maybe for you, it's waiting for an answer around a school situation or being completely unsure and torn and indecisive about whether to homeschool or to change schools or what educational path you want your child to take. Maybe you're not sure if this is where you want to live. Is this your forever home? Should you be moving? Can you move? Must you move, etc. Maybe it's economic uh, unsettling, right? Like, I don't know if I'm going to get paid enough. I don't know what our financial situation is. Will we get out of debt? Uh, you know, with the change in interest rates and in our mortgages, etc. Uh, we have a lot of flux and stress. Maybe you're not sure your husband will be deployed again or not, like one of my students told me this week. Or you're not sure if you'll have another baby or not. Or maybe you're pregnant and you feel insecure about the safety and the health of a high-risk pregnancy. There are so many different unknowns. Maybe you're caring for an aging parent and you're not sure if they'll need to move in with you and how that might influence your family. Or you need to research things like researching homes for them or researching certain therapies for your child. We can be very, very preoccupied with unknown decisions. And the thing about the unknown is that there is missing information. There are certain things that only time will tell. There are certain things that no matter how much research we do, no matter how many rabbit holes we go down, no matter how late we stay up at night scrolling endlessly to find that key magic piece of information that's going to make all the puzzle pieces fit together, um, the truth is that there are certain things that we need to wait for. There are certain things that we just don't know yet and certain things that will only, uh, you know, appear to us and become apparent and become clear when they are unveiled at some future time. And in the meantime, we actually can't influence them at all. And most of us feel a high degree of stress in the face of those things that we have no control and influence over. That is one of the things that causes us quite a lot of distress, right? The feeling that I can't do anything about this. In fact, of all the different traumas and, and difficulties that we might face, 
Um, those aren't the things that necessarily lead to a feeling of depression or anxiety. In fact, the feeling of helplessness is the feeling that leads us to a fast track uh, into depression and anxiety when we feel that we are out of control, like there is nothing we can do. When our agency and our authorship and our ownership are taken away from a particular situation, that has the power to drive us to insanity, to drive us to feeling depressed and anxious, scared, frazzled, and having a really hard time just getting through the day. So if you have this big decision that is lingering over your head, or you're in the shadow of some big life change that may or may not happen, and you don't know how it will happen, those things can actually cast a very long shadow on our entire day. We can find it really hard to function with our regular jobs, with our regular housework, with our regular parenting, because of the stress that innate, embodied, fight or flight mode, adrenaline rush kind of stress that is hanging over us like a dark cloud. Ask me how, I know. <laughs> but I personally am in such a limbo at the moment as I am in the moment of recording living through a war. And there are so many unknowns. There are so many things that I can't control, so many things that I am not privy to, information that I can't access, things that simply will come clearer with time. And yes, these are life or death issues that are hanging in the air and threaten to cause me great mental distress because I just don't know. I just don't know if my loved ones will survive. I just don't know what the future will bring uh, for my community. I don't even know if there's going to be school or not from one day to the next. Uh, what, who, who in my family will be home or not from one day to the next, etc. If a missile is going to hit my house, if at this very moment the bomb siren is going to go off and I'm going to have to run. So there's this great sense of of unknowing and limbo, like a, a deep sense of no control over what's going to occur in the coming minutes, hours, days, and weeks and months even. That's my personal situation, right? But for you, it might be a different you know, a different sense of limbo, right? Maybe you remember, of course, the time when the entire world shut down during the pandoodle, right? During COVID, when we weren't sure how terrible is this threat? How dangerous is it? Can I bring in my packages? Can I go to work? Will I lose my job? What will happen? Right? That great time of stress for the entire world where we just didn't know what this thing was and how long it would take and how many lives it would take and how devastating or not it would be. In some ways, not knowing is worse than actually having to contend with a really difficult situation. When you get bad news, when you know how awful you know, the pandemic is or isn't, when you know what the outcome of a war is, when you know if you got the job or didn't, what school you're going to go to, where you're going to live, if you can afford that thing or can't afford it, then even if it's bad news, then you can start to process it, make sense of it. And eventually, after mourning and grieving and, and letting out all your feelings, you can actually also acclimate and adjust to that new reality. The not knowing is that torturous place where you're running lots of scenarios in your mind. You're what ifing, right? What if this and what if that and what if the other? And you start to have those movies running in your head, a lot of catastrophizing, a lot of uh, worst case scenarios, like imagining and running through your brain and actually causing you torment when maybe or or, or or may not be the reality, right? This torment that you're living through is in a sense 
uh, projected suffering. So what I mean is that, yes, the worst case scenarios may come to fruition, in which case we're going to deal with them. It's uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get that type of situation. But they also might not. The problem is the limbo place where we, in the interim, we live out our worst case scenarios in our mind again and again and again. And we torment ourselves with these torturous nightmares going through these scenarios and thinking, what if, what if, what if, what if? So I want to start there with that what if thinking. And I want to start by saying that, yes, we have a false sense of control about the future all the time, because the truth is that even in stable times, even when everything is running hunky-dory and smooth, we don't actually know what the future will bring. And often our biggest challenges in life come by surprise. I, I'll bring my own personal example this week was that my children were asking me, you know, will daddy come home? And this question is a totally apt and appropriate question. As painful and difficult as it is for me as a parent to deal with it, it's, you know, fair enough. It's a fair enough question. It's a relevant question. And one of the things I said to my children, because I don't lie to kids, is that I don't know. But the truth is that no one ever knows what the future will bring, right? My daughter asked me similarly, are you going to die? I'm, I'm scared that you're going to die in this war, right? And I said, I don't know. Now, I could give her a sense of hope because I don't think so, right? I, I think that daddy will come home. I think that I'm going to survive, etc. That's what I think. Uh, and I have evidence to support that that is a realistic belief. But I also don't actually know. And one of the things I told them is, you know, anyone could get hit by a truck tomorrow. I could have a heart attack this afternoon. The future was never really promised. We don't actually have the glass ball. We don't actually have the, you know, the oracle-like ability to know what will happen in the future, even when we feel like we do. So when you feel like you're in a state of control, it's actually a good idea to remember it's an illusion. We never really have that control. We never really know what the future holds, right? That illusion is highlighted when we're in a state of limbo and that can really cause us to paralyze ourselves and feel stuck. But the illusion is always there because even if you live in the safest place in the world and you live the healthiest lifestyle in the world, anyone could get struck by lightning. Right. And I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm actually saying it to put our fears into perspective and to say, yep, sometimes they feel a lot scarier and bigger and, and more worrying. But the truth is that we never really know. Even if you found the perfect school, it could close tomorrow. There could be a scandal there tomorrow. Even if you had the perfect job, you could lose it tomorrow. And so we always have to kind of have this, you know, lightness, taking our life and ourselves with a lightness of heart, taking our, you know, holding ourselves not too seriously, because ultimately nothing is set in stone. And nothing is promised and nothing is, you know, all that reliable. And so it's helpful to remember that. I think the second thing that I want to share is that it's really important to face the what ifs, right? Now, not to ruminate and obsess over them. You don't want to run them through your mind again and again all day. It's kind of useless, but it's really good to face the what ifs. And this is something that I teach my children, which is what do we do in our family what do we do with fears in our family? That's what I asked them. And they know to say we face them. What do we do with fears? What you do with fears, if you want to overcome them, if you want to acclimate to them, if you want to build kind of a, a mental strength, emotional strength, is that, is that you face them. You face your fears. That doesn't mean running off into a dangerous situation on purpose. It means in your imagination, with the power of your mind, okay, you face them in your mind. So rather than constantly driving yourself crazy, what if this, oh, that would be terrible. What if this, oh, that would be terrible. You actually say, oh, okay, okay, well, one minute. What if that, okay? What if the worst was to come to the worst? What would happen? 
And yes, I'm asking you to look devastation in the face or just disappointment in the face, okay? But that's part of life and it's not very good for us to avoid it. When we avoid it and suppress it, we know that we're tricking ourselves. We know that it could happen and it ends up coming out in extra aggro and irritation in other places in our life. It comes out in stress that we hold in the body. It comes out in getting extra triggered with our children, right? It comes out in other places. And I think it's much more honest and emotionally strong to say to ourselves, look, I'm a human being. There are people I love. What if I lose them? Yeah, I might lose them. That could happen. And if I lost them, I would be crushed and heartbroken and devastated. And I would be disoriented and in a state of mourning for a very long time. And I would grieve. Um, And I would miss them for the rest of my life. And I would have survivor's guilt. And I would have, uh, you know, a lot of strong and powerful and overwhelming pain. And that's what would happen. And then with time, I would learn to live with that pain and I would continue uh, living in respect to their memory and out of respect for life itself. And I would try to do them proud and I would try to honor the life that they lived and I would try to remember them well. And I kind of build myself a little plan of what would I do if the worst came to the worst? Well, what would I do if I lost my job? What would I do if we can't live in the place I want to live in? What would I do if I can't homeschool despite wanting to? I know my examples are pretty extreme and morbid at the moment. That's just because I'm in the middle of a war. But (laughs) if you're not, then you can use slightly, you know, more sane examples. But the point is to face the fear, face the what if and say, yeah, okay, what if? Let's just say, what if that did happen? Well, what would I do with that? Would I campaign? Would I would I advocate? Would I get therapy? Would I get help? Uh, would I, you know, feel a tremendous amount of pain? Uh, yeah, probably yes to all of those things. Okay, those are those would be my action steps. Now, once I've done that type of processing in my mind, it actually releases my brain to move on a little bit to be like, okay, I know what if, right? I'm not manifesting it. I'm not hoping for it. I'm not obsessing over it. I'm not going to continue to think about it anymore because now I've understood, I've answered the question. You see, our brains are uh, wired to answer questions. So if you keep popping the question, what if, your brain keeps that question alive, keeps bringing answers to it. When you actually satisfy your brain by giving it a full answer, a painful answer, albeit, but a full answer, then it can say, okay, at least I know plan B. At least I know what happens if that, you know, devastation occurs, if disappointment hits, here's the plan. That's a good plan to have. You might as well have it. It will protect your mental health. Now that we've faced our fears, we've put them into perspective first, remembering that we always have an illusion of safety and we never really know, you know, tomorrow was never promised by anyone. And we've faced our fears in our minds, in our imagination, with the power of human imagination, which was one of the most powerful tools there is. The next thing we can do is start to regain a sense of control. I want you to find your footing again. You know, I have had my entire world turned upside down. I have felt feelings that I've never felt before, and I've lived through terror in the past. I've lived through uh, suicide bombs and uh, being shot at uh, on the bus that I was on. Uh, I've lost friends. Uh, So I'm not a newbie at living through terror, but uh, me and everybody I know and the collective, you know, also the Jewish people worldwide and many other people besides uh, have felt the type of feelings that I think we have never felt. Maybe ancestral feelings is the right way of putting it. Um, But I want to say that when the rug is pulled out from under your feet, when everything that you felt you could rely on, when every safeguard 
has failed, uh, when every boundary around you has uh, been broken through in the most violent and vile way, um, then yeah, you are going to feel out of control. And yet, even in that situation, the the lucky ones among us, the privileged ones among us, and I certainly count myself there, have some things that we do control, right? Like even now, uh, you'll see that I am, you know, controlling what goes on in my house. I'm uh, cleaning, for example, right? I can control keeping my house clean. I can control uh, what I wear today. I can control uh, what I choose to spend my time on somewhat. I'm a little bit out of control sometimes with the doom scrolling, but I can take back control over that. Double down on what you do control because we do actually need that sense. I know it's an illusion. I know I don't control anything in the big picture, but there are things that we control in the little picture, right? I can control what what news I consume. I can control who I choose to call. I can control my words, what kind of work I'm putting out. Uh, I can control how what time I go to sleep, right? There are so many things, and certainly within my parenting, how I present things to my children, how I uh, show up to support members of my community, etc. What can you control? Even when you're in a deep st- state of limbo, there is so much you can control. And I want to tell you that often when we're in limbo, we feel like we're waiting for you know, for this answer and then we'll start living. But that's always a mistake. It's always a mistake to say, I'll be myself. I'll get back to myself. I'll get back to my workouts. I'll get back to eating healthy or sleeping well or being a good friend or being a good daughter when I get this answer. Because the truth is that life is a series of unknowns. It's a series of waiting for missing information. It's a series of imperfect choices. And so, that decision fatigue can't paralyze you. You have to live through it and with it and in it. Life is happening in that limbo. It's not going to happen after it. It's going to happen through it, during it. Okay. So that brings me to the next point. I said, double down on what you do control. One of the things that you do control to a large degree um, is how you show up to each day. Many of us, again, let things go when we're in a state of limbo. Like, oh, right now I can't do anything. I can't wash my face. I'm, you know, we we feel like a complete mess. Um, and I'm not talking about people who are in true dire straits, you know, like the people being held hostage right now, or like the people who are mourning their loved ones right now, or like the people who are literally in combat as we speak. I'm not talking about those situations, the, the very, very extreme situations, you know, can't really use any of this advice that I'm sharing. Um, but those of us who can, can show up to our day or to each situation with ultimate readiness, right? So the idea is not to let the little things go. When you feel like, oh, what's it all for? I'm failing at anything anyway. I don't know what's going on anyway. I'm I'm waiting for this information anyway. I might as well give up. That's that helplessness that I was talking about in the beginning. It's starting to take root and it will mold your mindset. You can't let it take root. You got to rip it out at the core, you know, use a power hose and get rid of that. You're not helpless. Okay. You're not a helpless creature. You have agency, you have authorship, you have ownership. Show up and bring your full self to each situation. And that leads me to my final point here, which is totally intertwined with showing up, which is lean into your values. So when I say show up, what I really mean is pull yourself together, right? It's that wash your face girl uh, type of mentality. It's the making the bed. It's the getting dressed, not staying in pajamas, having a shower, uh, maybe putting on makeup or, you know, eating healthy or whatever it is that it takes to show up to the day like you mean it, like it's not a wasted day, like it's not a, you know, it's not a throwaway day. It's not a spare day. I don't know about you, but as I always say, I have no days to spare, right? I know that each and every day is a gift and I want to be grateful for that gift and take it with open arms. And I suggest not throwing the day away 
by just, you know, kind of muddling through it in a slobby mess, but rather showing up to something, right? Okay, you can control baking cookies. You can control having a good phone call. You can control having a dance party with your kids. What can you do? But then this final point is about doing so by leaning into your values. I want you to remember who you are. And more than who you currently are, who you strive to be, okay? That higher self, that you that you want to be when you grow up, okay? The situation that you're in is not permanent, but guess what? None of life is permanent. Nothing in life is permanent. The stage our babies are in is not permanent. The job that we have is not permanent. The body and the face that we have, not permanent. Our marriage isn't permanent. The house that we live in is not permanent. Nothing is. That is the true nature of life. And I know it's painful for some people to hear, but it's time for us to face that. Like I say, face your fears and accept it and say, okay, nothing is permanent. Every day goes by, right? Every day goes by. Death is coming for us all in the end. We have to just face that and accept that reality. And therefore, today is a gift. Whether or not I know what's going to happen, whether or not I have the information, whether or not I have the answers, in the meantime, with this limbo, I've got to make friends with it. I've got to link arms with it. And I've got to dance through my life with the awareness that yes, catastrophe could strike, that yes, I may or may not get a good response or good answer, that no, I may not have my dreams come true right now, or I may have really bad news. All of that might happen, right? I might get the diagnosis come back and it might not be what I wanted. I might hear back from that job and it might not be the, the answer I was hoping for. Okay, that, that, is, that is the nature of being a human. Um, but with that impermanence can come a lot of hope because we can show up to that impermanence as our best selves. We can show up to that limbo uh, with grace with gratitude. It's a place for us to live our full values. It's a place for us to show ourselves what we're made of. And we're made of strong stuff. You are made of strong stuff. You were built for this. You can get through this. You can lift your head up high. You can feel all your feelings. You can process all of them. You can have the pity party that you need to have sometimes. That's fine. But then you're going to put your big girl pants on and you're going to keep on keeping on and do the next right thing. I hope this has been helpful for you. If so, share it with someone else you think might find it useful. And I hope to be coming to you in much more peaceful (laughs) and predictable times in the future. But in the meantime, let's all live with the uncertainty and the unknown with a strength of character, with mental strength, with emotional strength, with competency, confidence, and capability. Much, much love to you. Keep on living that high fam life.